Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 105. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Laundry Day. The hard-to-classify five-piece from New York City recently released their new single, Connect Five. In today's episode, we're speaking with Laundry Day about working with Ramil from Brockhampton, their ever-evolving sound, and their prolific output before even graduating high school. Here we go. Our guest today is a five-piece from New York City. Their hard-to-define sound is an amalgamation of genres like indie, R&B, pop, alternative and rock, but somehow always feel natural to what's going on in the music. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Laundry Day. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening. Good How evening. are you doing? Hey, how's it yeah, going? Very, <laughs> <laughs> very quickly, I know we just had a quick chat, but I'm, for the people listening, I'm going to introduce all of you. We've got Sawyer, Jude, Etai, uh, HP and Henry. Have I got that right? That's right. Beautiful. Uh, now, firstly, thank you all for your time this evening. Uh, where are you? Where are you, where are you this evening? Uh, we're coming to you live from New York City uh, in my Lower East Side <laughs> apartment. From even more specifically, my couch. Yeah. Do you all live together? Um, we did for a period of time, but now we're kind of all living. Some of us kind of with our families and uh, Henry and I, HP. Sorry, I know that's confusing because there's a Henry and there's an HP. So, um, HP and I live together, uh, so yeah, this is our shared space. Um, but yeah, we did live together together for a time. What was the dynamic of the band like when living together? Um, it was like a whole, it was like a frat house in a way, or like a it felt like we were at college a bit, or a version of that. Um, we all just kind of cooked together and made music together and went on drives. We were in uh, upstate New York, so it was a bit out of our comfort zone, a little bit more boring than we're used to. But we had each other, played a lot of cards, played a lot of we video games we did, we did movies. It's it was a pretty good time. Very fun. <laughs> I can imagine living and working together as a band has both its like pros and cons in terms of being able to, you know, uh, work on ideas at any time uh, of the day, but also there's probably times where you want that break if you're working and living and doing all that together. Definitely. Um, I think that was the biggest part of it. Having a studio in the living room was something that we hadn't totally experienced before, and it was just like 
trying to balance work and play, it was hard. Um, and there were definitely days where you just, you kind of wish you didn't see the computer and the keyboards and the guitars. <laughs> you like, turn it off for a sec, but it was always there. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ever since living in that house, we always sort of, uh, talk about the importance of the separation of church and state because you know we before we were men we were friends we still are friends you know we hang out all the time today we came for this podcast we're gonna go to a nice dinner after and you know we're just kind of away from the work but like drew was saying when that suit is in your living room the lines are a bit blurred and it uh, it became a bit uncomfortable and you know we we did still make songs but as i said the line was blurred we often spent more time just making dinners or going on drives and making music just because we wanted a distraction from it but now that we're back in the city, the church and state has been separated. And I think uh, we're working more and more on, on uh, making those lines clear. That's very, um, I can I can respect that. And it is very exciting to hear that you guys are back in the studio. It's why we're talking today is because of the new single Connect 5. Uh, congratulations, firstly. It's, um, it's a brilliant track. Thank you so much. We, uh, we're really happy about it. I think... Um, it's been so long since we released anything, so just the feeling of having anything out that people can listen to, we're just like very proud of that. It just feels nice to feel that dopamine rush again. Yeah, thanks. It's nice to hear that you like it. Yeah, of course. The the track is um, it's coming out as you said. There hasn't been any new music, I think, since two thousand and nineteen. But um, you guys have been quite prolific since the inception of the band. You've only just um. I think it was last year, like graduated high school. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> but this, this forthcoming record will be your fourth record, which is kind of crazy. Four. Yeah. Pretty weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of nice though. I, I think personally, it's just me speaking. It, it's nice to feel like you have a bed of work underneath you before you like do something new. Cause you feel like you don't really have to like, you've already jumped off the deep end a little bit. So you're just kind of following your, trail of past work like yeah i think it's nice that like i feel like we're such a different band than we were you know in 2019 or even in 2018 when our first stuff came out uh and just because we can see where we come from it makes it easier to like keep going forward like if we had not released all that music um i think it'd be kind of scarier to like have less out and then kind of try to release this big album that we're trying to do so um it feels nice to feel like you can move through different eras as a group it's fun it's like you're playing dress up and uh, we clearly have had a history of doing it for a while, so it just feels nice to continue that. The record that you're currently working on, I've been told or I've heard that you guys are kind of really putting a lot more time and effort and care into this one. Not that the others weren't, you know, labours of love, but that this one you're really kind of um, investing a lot of time and effort into. The truth is that it really took us a while to find ourselves when we were making this album. Um, every album, every project that we've made to this point, we were in high school for. So um, our band was more of kind of just a side hustle than anything else. You know what I mean? We're kind of finding time to record between class and being with our family, stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, right as we were about to graduate, COVID happened. And uh, we found ourselves, you know, we, we knew we were going to make our fourth album. We had kind of got that in our heads before COVID. But then, unfortunately, we were forced to spend some time apart. And, uh, you know, we just, we kind of, we fell out of sync with the process that we had before. And uh, when we went back to that house upstate, that was when we really came together again. And, uh, and it was unexpected to us that we would have to kind of uh, work to get back into the groove of things, get back into being one unit. One, we always say one big brain because that's kind of what we aspire to be. And that's really why the, um, 
that's why this process has taken so long. You know what I mean? I, I really do think that it's our best album to date. And uh, the growth we went through was really, really necessary to get to this point. So we couldn't have rushed it if we even wanted to. It's just, you know, you can't really control how long it takes. But here we are, and it's done. It's very exciting. I'm, I'm kind of curious how this songwriting dynamic within the band works because from from what I've seen, from what I've kind of read, is that you all, as you just said, you all work as like one big brain. Is it one songwriter kind of brings an idea to, to the rest of the guys and it's fleshed out from there or do you guys write together or is it kind of an amalgamation of, of all those things? It's, it's about everything. We've tried pretty much everything. Um, it's very loose. And honestly, going back to what Itai said, it's only gotten looser with how hard this album was because we kind of got to a point where it's like, let's try this way, let's try this way, this doesn't work, let's try this now. And um, so that could be me and Sawyer sitting down in my apartment with an acoustic guitar and writing a song. There's a song like that on the album and we take that and we produce that out after. There are songs where it started with Itai making an instrumental, making a beat loop and then Sawyer writing a kind of scratch vocal over it and then they, you know, developing from there. Um, and then I think as it goes on, they all end up being the same. It all ends up being us bring the most of ourselves into it. Um, and it always starts differently, but I find that by the end, we've all kind of finished it in the same way, you know? Yeah, definitely. Anyway, we, yeah, we all try to take ownership over every song in, and how each one of us does that on each different song will be unique. Um, but we all care so much about like how the whole album is and feeling connected to it and just working as hard as we can to make it as good. Cause we have to live with it forever. You know, like they say the time it's going to be out is infinitely longer than however long it takes to work on it. So all five of us try to put our touch on it, no matter how it starts or finishes. And that's ended with some songs we're all really proud of. Yeah. I think also like two, I think we kind of took the past year, we kind of had to figure that out. Like what the songwriting process looked like in that same way. Like before we made this last album, I remember Itai said something that was really important that ended up being even more important after it was done that like we'd have to become kind of a whole new band now that we're out of high school and in this different lens. Um, and we really, really had to do that. And I think that journey just took a lot longer than we'd expected. And like, we really tried everything like Jude was saying. Um, it's weird because it's like the speed at which we were making the music didn't really slow down, but it was just like, we weren't releasing this stuff. So it's just like, we honestly kind of made like, we joke about it now that we made like two, kind of like flop albums and just didn't release them. And then like, we finally got our stride back and made this one. So it's like the ideas just kept coming, but it, it was really like coming back to that thing of like, it has to be kind of one brain. Um, and the stuff that felt right after all that time was the stuff that we could look back on and be like, this came from a place that had everybody's kind of thoughts and feelings and, um, you know, like emotions in mind. Um, and it just feels like a nice representation of all of us, which is, which is awesome. And that's kind of what we always wanted it to be. So, we had this idea and we got there, but it took a lot longer than we expected. Yeah. I think it definitely works because one of the things that I found in researching you guys uh, and even having a, like, you know, listening to, to reviews, everything else is that the band is extremely difficult to kind of classify or to put into one genre, which I think works in your favor. But do you think that's kind of, how that's happened as you said everyone putting in their own little touch and everything else it's it's made it that this melting pot kind of 
yeah, worked in a way to have you guys unclassifiable in a way? I think definitely. I mean, uh, I said this today to some of the guys, but we recently had to do this thing for Spotify where we each made a playlist of 20 different songs. And of those 100 songs, probably playlist 20 songs, of those 100 songs, two were the same. So there were 98 unique songs. <laughs> and so, I mean, when everyone's coming with... Was it know, too easy? It was too easy. It was me and Sora had the same gun as on. Um, <laughs> sorry, Sora and I. Um, uh, no, I just think that, you know, everyone has different inspirations. Everyone brings a different style to what we're making. And so... Uh, since everyone is satisfied, everyone is heard. That's you know uh, undoubtedly going to come through in whatever we whatever we make. So yes, I think you're right. I feel like also these days there's just no rules to the music, and I think we're living proof of that. We've just never we've never been in a box, and I feel like not too long ago in music there was such defined genres and there was such defined lanes for every artist to fit themselves inside of. And now we're living in a great time where everybody can do whatever they want. And many people don't do that. And that's a whole other conversation. But for us, it's always just been so natural to um, to do whatever we want because we have the ability to in this time. 100%. It, I feel like it's only in the last five or six years that bands and artists have been able to, you know, jump from genre to genre or kind of blend or mix them together. And it's really has become acceptable and, and laundry day are continuing to kind of push those boundaries, which is really exciting. Um, Appreciate that. Do you guys remember? I, I also, oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead. Well, really quickly, I do want to add that like, it's funny because looking back, I think that the, the concept that you're bringing up right now of sort of general uh, genre bending and all this different kind of stuff. I think that's the most apparent in the album that we're yet to put out right now. But looking back, it's like it's funny to see where we came from because I don't even necessarily see that in our uh, past projects as much. Just knowing what uh, we have, like what we've done now, and so it's like it's cool to see that that's come through, uh, even in the things that I don't even think represent that as well as we're doing now. So yeah, I think that's because it's very subconscious. You know what I mean? Like uh, we don't really have to be aware of it for it to happen. Uh, the way I would record a guitar part is different than the way you would or Sorwood, and uh, it, just, it just comes through because that's what we've been doing. It's five people doing the same thing. Yeah, I think also, like, all of it, too, Itai said it was subconscious, and it's all, like, we're all changing constantly, like, everybody in this world. You're finding new inspirations, you're listening to new music, you find something that excites you, so it's, like, we're all kind of changing and getting excited on new things, so it's, like, it's just going to change the way that you are inspired to write or what you're inspired to, like, be excited about, and I think... Um, it's cool because it's like any artist has this process, right? Of like changing throughout their career, but it's kind of like we're doing it times five because everybody is having their own kind of musical journey. And, and, and it's fun. Like that's the greatest part. Like you can look back on the old work and be like, Oh, like this is what I was listening to. I was super into like different music than I am now. And like, that's really fun. Um, so a lot of it is really just kind of unconscious and it's just ends up like, what kind of comes out it's not really planned in this way to try to bend different genres just like we get kind of bored of one section and move on to the next so yeah we haven't really questioned it i guess yeah and just to add on like we aren't trying to be anything that we're not i don't think like we all just want to see ourselves succeed and what that means for me and i think for everyone else is just making music that you like and if something sounds like something you've heard before then you're probably not 
gonna like it as much so we're just trying to take ourselves and put it into the music in that way yeah 100 percent. do you guys remember what you were listening to or like what the original kind of ideas were for the band when you when you formed it four where are we three four years ago I actually think it's funny that you say that. I feel like at the beginning we weren't as inclined to pull from what we were listening to. I would imagine at that time a lot of us were into like rap and and like I don't know, like who were we listening to? Like J. Cole and Drake and stuff like that. And like I feel like in the beginning, in the very, very beginning, it felt more natural to pull from stuff that maybe we didn't listen to as much, like I mean, I've never even name dropped these guys, but like Green Day or something like that, where it was like a lot of like rock, like very straightforward bandy stuff. Um, and then I think very quickly we branched out of that. But at the very beginning, I felt like that was the lane because it just like felt the most natural. And then it, as we started taking more risk, it became everything. And it was, yeah, who else were you listening to then? I mean, we were, like, so obsessed, and, like, I feel like it's kind of... You can't really talk about us without talking about how much we loved... Just, like, people who were doing DIY stuff. Like, we just loved Brockhampton. We loved Tyler. We loved, like, kind of all these people who were making stuff on YouTube and posting it, and it just felt like a friend group. So, in a way, we took this kind of thing where we all played instruments prior to, like, really being into being a band or, like, what being a band meant. And so we all kind of had had this experience of being musical in our lives. And then we just kind of applied it to the energy of what was kind of going on just in our high school and just like what kids are into. Uh, and it was really cool. It's like make videos with your friends and kind of like roll as a squad and like that be really important and have everybody's personality known. And that's kind of like what a lot of people were doing um, kind of like odd future in that way too. Like, it just like that was kind of what was cool. And so we just tried to bring this, live band feeling to it um and th that just goes to show again like how we're always kind of blurring the lines of genres and not even really by choice just because you know we had certain skills and we just applied them to what we thought would kind of work at that time so it's just like we've kind of we're like a little i always think of us as we're a smoothie rather than like an individual kind of like soup like it's not the same bite you're getting different <laughs> bites and everybody has different backgrounds and it's cool that like Jude and I came from like musical theater backgrounds and like harmonizing in that way and kind of like big show tunes and that's totally informed a lot of our early work and still a lot of our work to this day like you can definitely hear it in some of the big kind of like like album ending songs so um yeah I don't know it, it's super like uncontrolled and very just happens subconsciously yeah yeah and you gotta give a shout out to who you got in the background frank ocean too i'm seeing blonde oh, man. You. Absolutely. what is that like a black and white what is that like just a poster or something no it, never um, it was the blonde vinyl run that he did like a year or two ago got it cool yeah i mean sorry i just had to shout him out because that was i mean <laughs> that came out i think right before we started high school so right before we started the band and that i mean that's informed everything since so shout out to that and maggie and hard back there Aggie and Hyme, yeah, look at that. All right. I did oh. try and go through the um, the Spotify playlist that you mentioned before. I tried to go, th well, I did go through all of them, but um, the record collection that I have at home did not span as far as everyone's choices. So that's what I had <laughs> kind of like. I love that. It was personal to us, though. That's very, that's, that's cool. awesome. Of course. Try and, try and be hospitable to you guys. <laughs> um, I know you mentioned Brockhampton, who... Uh, and I do apologize if I'm going to mispronounce this, but Ram Ramil from Brockhampton. Correct. Uh, 
helped produce the last record, Homesick, and I believe might have a hand in this new record as well. How did... Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was just going to say, how did it kind of go from having like an influence of yours to then becoming like a friend and a, and a, like a work colleague almost. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic, ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget. Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um... To put it more glamorously, it was kind of a dream come true, but I think when it came down to it, it was sort of just a good coincidence. Um, we met our manager randomly at a, literally Henry's Bach party. He met our manager, JJ, and then JJ wanted to bring on this guy, Michael, onto the team, and he worked with Romil, and then next thing you know, he introduced us to Romil, and then we were making our third album, Homesick, and... We're basically done with it and just got the, the gift of being able to go to L.A. or to Malibu, sorry, uh, to Shangri-La Studios where we worked with him on a couple of songs and just finished it up. Uh, and then actually, funny enough, we sort of did the same thing for this album where we worked on it forever and then at the very last stretch got to get with him. And we also got with uh, Ian, Kevin, Abstract, um, and they sort of we like just played through everything and just made little tweaks and they just helped us get that last, I would even say like 3%. It was just like, we were so close. They took us right over. It was great. I imagine like working with someone who you've, I don't want to say idolized, but like who has been such an influence is kind of reassuring and you guys are doing the right thing and kind of heading in the right direction in, in what you're doing. I will add that it, uh, working with them definitely helped us kind of clarify our own identity, you know what I mean? Because uh, the influence that we took from them back in our early days, you know, uh, it can't really be ignored. We, we love them very much, and less in the music, more in, like, the attitude that they carried when they did their whole DIY thing, like Sora was saying, the whole big friend group thing. It really meant a lot to us, but um, to be able to get in with them and, uh, and work with them, it really allowed us to differentiate ourselves from them and kind of hear from them and help realize for ourselves what our own lane is. You know what I mean? Good. Yeah, I think that is totally true. And I think they really acknowledged that. And it was really cool to have them work on this album because um, right at the beginning, like they're, they're really upfront and we're like, you know, we really kind of believe in what you guys are doing. And I think what really worked with them um, and what worked with kind of like collectives and groups like that is just really their energy and their friendship. And I think that like we have everybody like in this group and in their group has their own unique friendship. And I think that that's kind of what made it work. So in a way it was kind of like, they were just kind of like overseeing like 
the school that we were in for like a couple of weeks, just making sure that we were like kind of flowing smoothly because it has to exist kinetically between us. And like, I feel like um, the album only uh, really got finished when we like really kind of figured out like everybody's influences and how we could all work together really, really efficiently. So in a way they kind of fostered that and didn't really add a lot of like their own ideas into the mix. They just kind of helped us. They gave us this like kind of, you know, uh, like older wisdom that uh, I guess we kind of like really needed in that moment. And that was kind of really nice. And I think that they're, we always know that they're kind of our, our friends kind of like watching us and kind of like there if we ever kind of need help. But um, yeah, it was a lot of like things that we would have to do internally. I mean, like Ian and Romeo would like leave the room for periods of time because it was just stuff that like we kind of had to figure out production wise and that like they couldn't really, you know, assist with because they would be kind of like taking over the voice of the song. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like a, a really interesting dynamic and they're down to always change up the way they work, which is why we love them so much. Um, so yeah, they're like amazing kind of like partners in this big music industry. It's nice to have like a friend in this big C, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Look, if there's anyone to kind of have as friends, I imagine that they would, uh, fill the role quite well and do quite a good job. Um, the Shangri-La sessions as well, I believe you guys had an encounter with another one of your like influences idols can you talk about the the tyler story one of the wimpiest moments of our career (laughs) (laughs) that's funny i don't frame it like that but (laughs) it was the worst well i do um we were working at shangri-la and uh we were working on we just started from scratch a new new song we didn't really have any objective and uh it was so bad the song was so bad that we were working on and uh, out of that corner of our eye we see mr creator on the hill and uh yeah we, we couldn't we couldn't muster up the courage just it, we, we like to blame it on the fact that because the song was so bad and if he wanted to hear it we would be in trouble so we're, we're gonna leave that as the reason why we didn't go up to him but uh, yeah that was the rationale it was like okay, what are we going to do? Like, if we call him, he's going to come over here and then he's going to be like, what are you guys working on? And then we're going to be like, eh, it's just this like song. And, and then we would play it. It was literally like, you can't even understand it. It was so bad, the song. Um, and uh, we actually continually bring that up because since then, if we've had other encounters with famous people that we get nervous around, we try to not make the same mistake, but we've, we've done it so many times. We're just, we're just too scared. It's, it's so funny. I, you really can't explain it other than that. Is the song still, what's happened to the song itself? Where is that now? Nothing. That was just a random session. We had finished homesick. We weren't even like working on anything. We were just in LA for a tour and we got the chance to go up there for a day. And we just like, we're messing around. Um, so that song, I mean, maybe, maybe someday I doubt it. <laughs> I don't think it'll see the light of that. <laughs> no, look, that's very, I, I'll respect that. Um, after the last 18 months or so, the pandemic obviously has made it difficult for shows to happen. I know you guys recently, what was it? Governor's ball. You were able to play. Yeah. How did that go? Uh, it was great. That was a special one. That was just one of those things that was just on the bucket list. Um, that was New York Festival. We went there right when we started the band. We happened to go freshman year, and like that just kind of became the the light at the end of the tunnel in a way for us. It was like let's keep doing this thing and let's get to Gov Ball. It was just this this uh, 
this uh, symbol for us. And we continued to go throughout high school. And then we were going to play senior year, which would have been fucking awesome because that would have just been a cool full circle, like comp- beautiful, symmetrical thing. But we got to do it next year, and it was great. Dream come true. While we're talking about gumball, I, uh, I have to give a shout-out to Wellesley College, which is another one of the first shows we've done back since COVID. Uh, they welcomed us on their campus uh, for their first show. They used to have many concerts, but ever since COVID, they didn't, so they welcomed us back for kind of the, the season opener, and they were just amazing. I, it was really the turning point for me where I realized this is amazing and I want to do this every single night because the energy that they gave us was incredible. We are, we're their age. We're, we're all 19 years old, but um, we don't go to college. And to be around kids our age and to just kind of bring them a party was uh, the most beautiful thing. Yeah, of course. The Look, there's still a little bit of work to be done here in Australia in terms of like borders and getting things open back up again. But with a bit of time, can we expect to possibly see um, Laundry Day come and tour down here? Are you kidding? Dream of ours. First second that we are able to, we will be there. Beautiful. Please let us know. We'll make sure that there's a. Well, I I honestly think that even having a look, you guys, the traction that you've built up in the last number of years has just kind of been incredible, um, and that I think it's only kind of the start for. Uh, for you guys in terms of where, the, where your careers is going. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, it, it's funny to hear that because in, in many ways, like making this album was a very kind of like sobering, I guess if that's the right word, like process. And like the past months, we've really felt the steady build of this thing and how that if you really kind of want things to kind of go the way you planned it, like really work out in the long run, it takes a lot of time. Um, so it feels really nice that we can still kind of like, you know, like, I feel like we have a lot of success kind of like going for us, uh, but still like make songs in like Etai's basement. Like we're not working at fancy studios all the time. Like it, it, it's growing in a, in a really nice way and we don't feel like we're really above the city that we're in, which is really nice. Like there's still so much to explore. So it's kind of like, I feel like we've gotten to a really, really nice position where like we can just love the process. And um, like, it's really fun to kind of like go out and play shows and see the numbers just go up slowly and little by little. And, making those new fans like it's just it's it's the best job in the world and i don't want to like take for granted any moment of it i definitely think there's a level of respect that has to be given to you guys as well in relation to that because yeah a lot of bands especially young bands would kind of you know rush into it take every opportunity and kind of it's why i think we see a lot of bands like burnout and and yeah just kind of fail um, pretty quickly. So I think the fact that you guys have acknowledged that, you know, if you put time and care and love into something that it will kind of pay off in the long run. Yeah. It's, it's always been about the work for us. So I think there was just never a moment where it even made sense for it to kind of snap and it's all blow up. I mean, <laughs> is that still possible? I don't know it, but I don't, I just don't think it's in the cards for us. I think we just, we take so much time with it and we do our own thing that I think it's just going to be like sort of said a step-by-step process. And if you know, you know, and it'll just keep more people will keep finding out. Um, and like, yeah, we're, we're excited about the new stuff and excited about just another opportunity to get more people involved in what we're doing. Um, 100%. Be a part of the community. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate you saying that. Oh no, of course. I appreciate of course. Everything that you were saying, um, but we, we got a lot more work to do. 
look, I think that that work is going to pay off. I think that there will be a um, sooner rather than later, I think you're probably going to see that spike and that you guys, you know, maybe it'll be private jets to Australia, one each, but yes. wait and see. Yeah. That would be quite fun. <laughs> I would rather like just like a car we can go backpacking like that's like, more our speed. <laughs> that would be that's I'm not mad at that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take the PJ. Simon. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not mad at the PJ. If you got the PJ, Simon, we're taking it. <laughs> Done. Um, lastly, gentlemen, we would usually uh, ask our guests what they're currently listening to. I know we've already discussed the um, Spotify playlist, but if we were to go through one by one, uh, what is an album or just a track that you're currently listening to? Right now, I'm all about um, Night Fever by the Bee Gees. Solid. Yeah, that's it uh, Back to Black by Amy Whitehouse. Every day. Every day for the past uh, four months or so. Wow. I've been, I've been going steady on Electric Warrior T-Rex. I know, me and Chul have been, been going there. Um, Dijon's new album's coming out, and I've been listening to his... Uh, first single, pretty uh, pretty aggressively, I would say. To be, <laughs> um, I've been going Pink Panthers. I know that's not really a hot take right now, but I'm just, I just fucking love it. It's so good. Um, she's just, it's exciting. I like too, like knowing that there's something everybody likes. It, it, it's cool to just want to enjoy that for yourself as well. Be a part of the excitement of it. Shout out Pink Panthers. All very distinctive and different kind of tastes and records, um, but all solid choices as well. I don't know what it's like in the US. Is Pink Panther not popular or like it's not hitting? Oh, no, she, she is. I was saying that because she is, it's not as cool of a choice, but oh. <laughs> she is very, very popular right now. Yeah, she's And I right. keep talking about her and I keep seeing people posting her. So shout out. No, look, I can. I respect all those choices. Gentlemen, again, Sawyer, Jude, Henry, Etai, HP. Uh, HP. I had to think about it for a second. I apologize. Thank you very much for your time this evening. Thank you so much. This was so fun. We really appreciate this. It's been a pleasure. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Laundry Day for their time. Connect 5 is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream their music. We also want to give a huge shout out to Duncan at Orienteer for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where we'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.